0: Welcome to another episode of the Loving Life After Loss podcast. I am your host, Marie Alessi. Good morning, beautiful people. This is Marie Alessi with the beautiful Ian Hawkins. I'm really, really excited to bring yet another Up Spiral Grave interview to you with Ian by my side. Uh, Ian and I have connected on LinkedIn and... I instantly felt there was something we had in common, and I so wanted to share Ian with my audience. So I'm really, really excited that Ian is here. Uh, thank you so much for joining me this morning, and I would like you to give us a brief introduction before we go into the interview. The stage is yours.
1: Thank you, Marie. An honor to be here. Thank you very much for uh, connecting and for uh, allowing space for me to tell my story. really cool. It's Cool. So I help people to heal their unresolved and unknown grief. This came from my own journey. So my dad passed away 2005 and I can still remember sitting there at the funeral, listening to all these amazing things that uh, he'd done and and the impact that he'd had and just had that moment of self-reflection when I was like, what would people say if I was in this same space? And so that planted the seed for me that things needed Mm. to be different and a lot of what was showing it's up for me. quite a me. profound
0: question to ask yourself,
1: yeah. At that time, right? I, I, don't, yeah. I don't imagine it's something that a lot of people would do, but it, but it was an important part of my journey of change. Mm. And so how it was showing up for me was how I was reacting with my family. So I'm one of, one of um, five children. We've had a big family. Family's always been really important. I've got two mm. teenage children of my own. And what started to unravel then was... How all this stuff was impacting my relationship with them. So, yeah. keep it all together at work. Be, be, you know, be, do the right thing, and and being, you know, you know what I needed to be in that work environment, and then coming home mm-hmm. and all that that stuff that was bubbling away under the surface. To be there.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, explodes yeah. out for the people that mm-hmm. should be getting the best of you, then mm-hmm. then weren't. So when you say introduce myself, like it's it's that journey for me around being a family person and wanting to, to that to be much, much better. And it's really yeah. fascinating that it came through my own grief from losing, you know, a really important family member that I had clearly, as I went on the healing journey, had a quite a disconnect with that I just didn't know yeah. at the time.
0: Wow. That, that's really beautiful that you say that. And I think it's really beautiful also that, this very moment was triggered at your dad's funeral, you know, like just thinking about what could people say about me and I think it is a really um quite a profound question, as I said, because that uh, topic that we previously spoke about when we first connected legacy really comes to mind, you know it really is that question of what legacy do we want to leave behind, and also what legacy do we want to leave behind for our loved ones that have passed you know that was a question I asked myself. Uh, when he came to Rob when my husband died and I thought what legacy do I want to leave for him it, it was quite a responsibility a very beautiful one that I embraced fullheartedly. you know so do you want to share a little bit about that what is your yeah. take on legacy
1: well interestingly I probably didn't really come back to that place again because mm. it was all through my own lens and at first the early stages of my healing journey was a lot of it was blame and anger towards my dad and this is what happens, right? When we have all this stuff, it's probably something that's not talked about enough. It's the, the guilt, yeah. the shame, the anger, the frustration, and and all those things that happen when someone leaves us. And whether it's grief of losing someone or other grief that plays out in your life, like a loss of a mm-hmm. job or a breakdown of a relationship, whether it's a friend yeah. or, or whatever it is. And uh, so going on that journey to start to peel back the layers of what was causing me so much pain and like I said I started in that blame space because it's like mm. he did this and he did that and why didn't I get more yeah. of this and why did I get mm-hmm. more of that and then starting to learn about personal development and that was one of, another one of those sort of divine moments I guess you would call it where yeah. We had the global financial crisis. I was talking to a, a relative; their dad wasn't able to retire because of their super, mm-hmm. so their their basically their retirement is is just collapsed because of the markets. And I'm like, what? Like that's a thing. Like, mm-hmm. so that was like, okay, I need to take responsibility. So that was my first step into taking responsibility. I need to do mm-hmm. something about our future. And yes, it was through that financial lens, but then finding a financial mentor that taught me that it's not about the money. I mean, it's about the money, but you don't make money by just having tools to make money. There's a million Mm -hmm. tools out there to make money, but you need to go through the healing process to Mm -hmm. feel worthy, to feel loved, to feel safe, all those things. Yeah. Yeah, All of those things. So, so one of the very first things that I learned from him was these letters of forgiveness and Mm -hmm. forgiving, not for them, but forgiving for you and started writing these letters and i'd written a few paragraphs for different people and then i came to my dad and i'm two and a half pages deep and i'm bawling my eyes out going oh i guess oh, there's God. some i guess there's some stuff here yeah and that was the start of the healing journey to go okay wow I'm, i've got some stuff here that i need to i mean mm-hmm. I, I was also like okay but he's not here how do i resolve this
0: yeah
1: when, when he's no longer here there's so many things now that i want to ask him and there are so many things i want to say and and apologize for and all these different things. And, of course, yeah. you know, I'm sure many of you who are watching and listening have experienced similar things. We're like, well, now what? What do I do now? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That.
0: yeah. I, I would love to share some with you here, Ian, because I'd love to hear your opinion on that and your experience with that because I know that you've done so much work with forgiveness and it's really interesting that we have this conversation right now because I only just the other day. Um, posted that on my Instagram and I was on Facebook um, which was actually a post about forgiveness you know and that was triggered um, I just want to quickly share this story and then go to that question it was triggered actually in a podcast where I was interviewed and uh, the interview, uh, interviewer asked me if you could go back and tell your younger self your 20 year old self like a little word of advice what would it be and you get this question quite often but I always go by gut instinct what pops up in the moment and instantly when she asked me that was forgive quicker I'm like wow so simple so powerful you know and the forgive quicker like don't hold on to things and I often um, refer to forgiveness as it's like a type of war you know two people holding on to something it's like you let go no you let go and it's like what happens when one person lets go it doesn't matter if the other person pulled anymore or not. It has no effect here, you know. Yes. And I often see that when somebody passes, they're the ones that all let, already let go. Because I, well, everybody's got different beliefs, but I strongly believe when somebody passes, they are in just love and peace. They're wrapped in love and peace. There yes. is no necessity for forgiveness anymore because once they pass, they have already let them go there's no more work to be done over there. You know, that, that is my opinion. I don't, I don't know what your beliefs are, but I'd love to hear how was your experience with that or well, what are your if, beliefs around that?
1: I'll tell you another story about grief that have, sure. And then maybe I'll come back to my dad afterwards, because this is something that I've mm. unpacked in my mind a lot of times. And this is like the part of what I help people with this is the gift in the grief, which mm. is not something that you are necessarily ready to find early days. But as you mm-hmm. go through the journey, you will find it. So so fast forward, I'm, I've been learning all this sort of stuff and I'm taking all my staff where I worked at the time through all these uh, ways of improving themselves and, and I'm loving it, right? And one mm-hmm. particular young guy was who was, um, was one of my staff, he just embraced so much. And we, we went on this journey together where he changed so much in a short period of time. And he he wrote me the most beautiful letter just thanking thanking me for all that he did, all that I'd done with him.
0: Mm.
1: And then he dies.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Like I get a call that uh, which the city to surf in Sydney is a pretty well-known mm. fun run. I've done it, and, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've so, it. I did run it. <laughs> so I'd run it that day as well. We, you know, we, we got together with other staff members and, um, mm. and, you know, we catch up in the cafe, great day. And then, and then I didn't even give him a second thought. Like I don't know if he was planning meetings there or anything, but I, but I hadn't even thought about him. And then I get a call later that day to find that like, as he crossed the line, he basically had a problem with his heart and and he died there at the finish line. Right. And, and at that moment I'm sitting there on my, on my deck on the stairs, just like, why? Like, and then the thought spirals. Oh, I've pushed him too hard. Like, this is my fault. Like, oh, I did this. You know what I mean? All these sorts of feelings, and and then sitting in the backyard, having that moment, like, oh, I would sell everything I own right now because it means
0: mm.
1: well, I was going to swear. It means nothing. It means mm. absolutely nothing. Without yeah. without the connections and without the people and without, yeah and I, I would have, at that point I would have happily sold everything I owned and found a small shack in the wilderness and and move there with my wife and two kids because that's just how I was feeling about the world yeah. and then my, I had a really good boss at the time, and so we with television we had to uh we had to go to work the next day because mm. our particular part of television it's not like you can get twenty temps and come in and do the thing yeah. so I have to be there. With my staff, we have to get the work done. We didn't say a whole lot, but we just like just get it done as quickly as you can, and we'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they called us into a meeting, and and they they talked best they could, and making make it clear that we had support. And then my boss called me aside, and he said, "Look, he said, you know, this isn't your fault." I said, "I know, I know that logically, but mm-hmm. at this point, I can't, I can't reconcile I'll that." Allow
0: it in, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so. Then getting to the point where down the track, as I sort of unpack this, and actually with the kinesiologist, I, I stalled my growth as a coach for three years until he cleared it mm-hmm. because of this fear of, well, what will happen to someone that I help? All well, the oh, same. Wow. Yeah. yeah, right.
0: I can only imagine it makes so much sense. Yeah, because yeah, it doesn't that, matter what other people tell you that it's not your fault when you feel that you feel that it's your reality, you know. Nobody yeah. can take that away by saying, Oh, it's not your fault. You know, it's very, it's a very real emotion that we carry, very heavy. I can only imagine how that would have held you back.
1: Yeah. So in that three years I'd been, you know, having different conversations about what had happened with him and and mm-hmm. then I started to realize that. He'd had a really tough upbringing. He, he like, he called it social anxiety, um, helping him to make peace with the fact that he was just a really, really strong introvert. And here was his gift. Yeah. And if he did this and more of this, he's going to, he doesn't have social anxiety. He just, he, like, he crowds exhaust him and but don't try and be something that you're not because he was trying to be this life of the party and it was just wasn't yeah. computing. Whereas he was more quiet, unassuming sort of person. And, and then through that, he, he found a girlfriend. He, he started really working on his physical health. He started getting all these projects away from work. And where I kind of landed was he had everything that he ever wanted. Mm. And it plays into exactly what.
0: Oh, that made me feel all warm and fuzzy when you said yet, that. I could yeah. feel that.
1: And it played into what you said, like when we, is that part of our journey? Once we have everything that we ever wanted is our time done. And then the the beautiful entanglement of the universe is, even though it feels so hurtful, is everyone else in that experience getting exactly what they need for the next level of their journey, including me, including his girlfriend, including his parents. So his parents wanted to come to work. And so what we did was we sent them letters to tell tell them about his experience and particularly in the the last few years. And his his mum decided she didn't need to come. She didn't need to come because she just felt, or whatever she felt through that process. Yeah. And so having that conversation in my head about this staff member and it was then like, okay well was that the case for my dad too?
0: Mm.
1: Like had he had he got to everything that he needed like and more importantly through the lens of the impact on everyone else was everyone else getting what they needed even if it wasn't what they thought they wanted. Mm. And herein lies this place. It's like, well, if you're going, depending on the stage of grief you're up to, reconciling that and believing that could be true, that's really hard to fathom. But the more you can make peace with your your own hurt around it, Mm -hmm. the more you can find these beautiful, peaceful, real solutions to what's playing out. And this is where the the sort of spiritual depth comes to it. I'm very much landed at the space that we choose the journey. Like, I liked, mm-hmm. um, so you know, I think I, I introduced you to Karen um, Chasten, where she talked yeah. about. She, yeah, you know, she'll
0: be on with me as well. Yeah, I, cool. I have to check the date, but she'll be yeah, on. yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So I won't spoil her story, but she said, <laughs> you know, talking about her, her grief story, how we sat down, she said to me, we sat down together before this life and we talked about this yeah. and how it would play out. And as hard yeah. as it was to go through all of that, and like, yeah, her story is unbelievable. It will blow your mind yeah. what she's been able to go through. Not, I've not heard to compare some of her story already right in
0: our <laughs> yeah. chat it's amazing.
1: Yeah. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> a teaser. Uh, not to compare grief, right? Everyone's grief is different and unique, yeah. and and it's not to say one's better, worse, or whatever. But um, yeah. it's her talking about that i'm like yeah i'm I'm a believer in that too it's like well we we choose this journey like and and you can you can decide to choose whatever you want about this life Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: i choose meaning that just fills me with love and beauty and hope and to believe that there's nothing else out there apart from just this life to me that's Mm -hmm. personally that's a sad way of looking at it and
0: i I agree, and I I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because that question, and I've been dealing with, um, with this on a professional level for like close to three years now, and this is the very first time I heard somebody put it into that question. You know, maybe that person had everything they came here for already and that is such a beautiful thought really because it's so enriching when you think about it from that perspective and takes a lot of the sadness away it's actually really celebrating the beauty that they have and had in their life and that they've brought into into other people's lives you know and when i think about my dad yeah totally you know he's achieved so much in his life and and same with rob you know It, it really brings so much peace to me to think about it from that way Uh, my belief is the same like you said we we do choose our journey you know I believe in soul contracts I believe that we have certain contracts with certain people when we come here and I um, found that very soon into the journey that Rob and I had this soul contract and it had ended and I realized how much love there was in this contract for him to leave so early and not all you you abandoned me. I never felt like that. I never felt like, Oh, you've left me behind. You know, I remember I had some of that at the very beginning of my healing journey um, because there was this, you said, you'd never leave me. And now you're gone. You know, there was that moment, but it was more a moment that brought me then to a really beautiful realization, how much love there was behind that. And I really love that perspective. You know, I know that we also chatted about, intuition talk to me a little bit about that because intuition is one of my strongest things in this whole journey and i love that you have that too i I see so many parallels in our journey I i just really love having you here hey this is just a quick break if you're enjoying this podcast think of one person that you'd love to share this with thank you (laughs)
1: cool i'm enjoying it too uh what came through to me which links into your question was as you were talking it's like um even when we have these different thoughts about how it plays out it's still okay to feel whatever emotion you're feeling around it it's still okay to be angry that they've gone it's still okay to to feel guilty and to feel whatever else that you feel around it like that's part of tuning into the intuition is allowing the feelings to fully flow through you. So interestingly, just before we jumped on, I was just chatting to my coach about some things that had come through to me on the weekend. And we were talking about this sort of stuff. And I'll come back to that. But starting from my journey with intuition was being a child that just knew different things. And I didn't understand it in this way at the time, but I just can remember thoughts of, oh, can't you see that? that's happening there that that person needs this that this person doesn't need that like
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and all these things and it's how i looked at the lot at the world like i'm a massive sport mm-hmm. fan and so as a as a kid i, I watch sport through the lens of how are they connecting is there any oh, hurt wow. there do they yeah right like
0: beautiful it's <laughs> yeah. amazing
1: it didn't make any sense to <laughs> me but it makes so much sense now yeah and then also being that looking up at the stars and just constantly thinking what what is all of, but well, what is this, this mm-hmm. world we live in? Like I grew up in a Christian family. So you learn about mm-hmm. God and all these different things, but you still, your honest. mind just boggles like, okay, I'm this small little person yeah. and there's this whole thing out there. One specific moment really stands out. Um, and it's funny uh, I read about this from someone else's perspective around Haley's Comet. we went to drive up to the mountains to see to get a better view. It yeah. turned out it ended up being the best view because when it came closer to Earth, it was a pretty ordinary view here in Sydney. But we went up to the mountains yeah. and watched it. And driving there and us going to see this thing, like I just got full body tingles thinking about Aww. the mysteries of the universe and yeah. great. There was a show when we were, on, when we were young here in in uh, Australia. Great mysteries of the world. And it used mm-hmm. to come on about five o'clock in the winter. It'd just be starting to get dark. Um, And it had this eerie music and it talked about mm-hmm. the supernatural and the paranormal and, and like these tales of people <clears throat> having these out-of-body experiences. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and they would say like, you know, and the, we only use like 10% of our human brain, like what else is possible? And that question just had me going, yeah, like what else is possible? Yeah. And so but I also know that when around that same age that I I just gave up so much power when just the constant fighting as the middle child of five. I just made a commitment. (laughs) I'm not going to fight anything anymore. Whatever comes from my parents, accept it, move on. And I I just know that I gave up so much power and it just attached me from that part of the journey. And so then another 20 something years of on this treadmill of just drifting Mm -hmm. because I disconnected from that ability. But the moment, that I went into that healing journey and healing the unresolved and the unknown, then it all started to come back. And then it's accelerated to the point where where my abilities are so strong that I I get, even through this conversation, I will get different elements of unresolved and unknown be presented to me through our conversation, Mm -hmm. right? For you and for me. And so that's that, like I get different confirmation, the ability Mm -hmm. to, decode dreams for people to help them to come back into their body to get that guidance to then Mm -hmm. see the visual cues and then ultimately to be able to get the guidance direct from god i have to tell this story because it's grief related
0: please it's such an incredible gift i really have to highlight that it's incredible
1: um thank you Mm. i was was a session with my coach for about a year ago and uh, I said to her, I've got this new program coming through. It's called Decoding Divine Guidance. And I don't know a great deal about it at this point. And so we started talking about this sort of thing. And we are talking about my dad and I'm getting full body tingles again. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had this thought of the, the song that played at his funeral, his favorite song, and it's called Telephone to Glory. And mm-hmm. it's about the royal telephone that you can talk. You have a direct line mm-hmm. to God. And mm-hmm. she said to me, <sighs> it's still emotional, right? she said to me yeah, it's okay. you know you you have that direct line
0: mm.
1: and i went yeah I, I do like i have this knowing that i have this direct line to god and, and I, I help other people to find it as well and that was like i've done some big healing like one in bali comes to mind where there's a lot of stuff in my dad actually by a incredible guide there was actually i spent time with my dad in this vision it was incredible. Mm. Um, and I did a lot of dry reaching there, but the same thing happened with this realisation about this song and and how that same moment at the funeral, it was talking directly to me, this this song, wow. like telephone to glory, right? And mm-hmm. I had to excuse myself. I said, I feel like I'm going to be sick. And the same thing, like dry reaching, just purging so much stuff mm-hmm. as this realisation came through. and And then... Around that same time, or oh, it might have even just been before, it was a realization. Around I was talking to someone, I said, Oh, I feel like you need to have some sort of physical object that connects you to to your loved one who'd passed. And I said, it's, and, mm-hmm. and I and I showed them my crystal that I've now handed on to my son. Um oh, beautiful. Yeah, which which I which I said, I'll show you this. And then as I showed them, I suddenly went, Oh, didn't my dad have something that looked like this? So I got off the call and I said to my mum, Look, this is gonna seem weird, but this has just come through mm-hmm. to me. And she showed me a a necklace that had a um opal on it, which is actually hers. Yeah. She said, But dad had this. And mm-hmm. she sent me a photo of this guy, right? Of the uh of the oh, pentacle. So so it had come yeah. through uh from from his mum and mm-hmm. I've had it um by a jeweler said. 160 years plus old um wow uh, and intuitively read as possibly as old as 220 years old so i don't know where it came from Mm. but there's a reason why i have it Mm -hmm. and it came through in that conversation and i'm still making sense of a lot of that but but a part of this energy is part of helping people deal with grief and this is just coming through intuitively right now Connecting people to this energy, which has been, for the longest time, shown to be a negative symbol—like if you turn mm-hmm. it upside down—just yeah. uh, another way of hiding us from what's really true. Yeah, and it's such an incredible, powerful gift to have these things. And what I will feel like called to share is that we all have the a never-ending depth of what is possible to come through to us on the other side of grief when we are ready to receive it. And we have to be ready. And and for those of you sitting here going in in the depths of stuff still, and you're not ready, that's a hundred percent fine. And you have to be ready, but there are ways to be ready quicker.
0: Mm.
1: And that's by allowing someone to guide you through a process to release. And I've had so many incredible guides over my journey to help me to heal. I still have many of them now that I either pay to see or i have I'm honored to be able to connect with them and and to be guided through as we take each other through these different things and and the incredible yeah. people that have sort of come and gone through my life over that time and so like, I, I I can't
0: t- agree enough with you like it's so important to have that guidance for yourself as well, even if you are one of those people a coach a healer guiding other people helping. Them in their journey to have your own guidance as well, because it's such an ongoing process of learning and stepping up. And especially in the healing space, you know, there's always that next level that's more powerful and even more intuitive. I love, love, love the journey. Ian, I'd love to ask you about your process. You have developed a really amazing process called the Grief Code. Can you share a little bit about that?
1: I can. So, the Grief Code is a five step process and it's seeded through everything that I teach. And it's the free program. All well, that has been free. I'm actually going to start charging a nominal fee for it because it has been so powerful. And it mm-hmm. really is self-acknowledgement of whatever's going on, the ability to talk it out, allowing yourself to feel all of it, to release the break that's holding you back from living the rest of your life mm-hmm. and then to be able to take the next steps. And this mm-hmm. came through to me intuitively in meditation. And so that's one element to it the other uh there's actually a lot of depth to us and it just to it it just keeps coming through um there are four levels that i take people through whether it's through the the specific group programs or or when i take people through a one-on-one journey and again Mm -hmm. it's been my post grief journey yeah finding direction because i had none until that point and interestingly, another gift in the grief that has unlocked this incredible direction for my life—the freedom yeah. to be to be myself, to rediscovering myself, mm-hmm. to find your calling, to connect to purpose, and then the intuition—so decoding the divine guidance. And so that's the four steps. I have the key, and there yeah. the four four prongs of it. I love it. Yeah, and if I can keep going for a sec, I had another layer yes. come through, yeah. and and uh, in a dream. Again, I know how to decode the dreams now, which is pretty cool. And it was, <laughs> amazing. It, there are seven things you need to talk about, and I wake up from that going, "What? What do you mean? Like seven, seven, <laughs> seven? What? Right?" And so I asked in meditation, "Can you show me the seven things?" And and these phrases come up, and I've got them on my wall here, and it's okay. um, it's your personal truth map, yeah. and each seven of the layers relate to the seven chakras, this, mm. so the energy system of our body. Um,
0: yeah
1: yeah and 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 the process actually came you'll love this it came in bali because Mm -hmm. i was on this healing journey and i went to the on a on a holy day there we went to the fountains in up in the mountains where the the holy waters come through and the and the the, that five-step process i talked about came through with the fountain so one of them had me uh shaking uncontrollably uh and I didn't want to leave. Another had me sobbing uncontrollably. Mm. So they go in and dip through these fountains really quickly, the locals, whereas us poor Westerners yeah. who are so traumatized and, <laughs> and, and grief stricken, we have these incredible <laughs> moments and hold up the line. They end up skipping past us. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one where I was yeah, sobbing, sobbing uncontrollably. And then another one that was just euphoric. And so yeah. that was the, uh, the acknowledgement. Uh, the um the allowing and the release
0: yeah
1: and and so very much linked to the the different parts of our energy system and there's no doubt be more depth as i go along the journey so without overcomplicating i I love though
0: when i can and just recap but you know when you really come back to the acknowledgement allowing and release this really is the shortcut of any healing journey you know i know there's so many different modalities and i can see that you and i have got a lot of uh parallels in in our work and i absolutely love it because i often talk about the hidden gifts in adversity and helping people discover them so they're not hidden anymore they can really step into a potential new start so I love the way you frame that and i think when we really go through this process of acknowledging where we act and what's going on uh, allowing that's one of my favorite words i use it all the time you know allowing whatever comes whatever happens but that also includes a joy you know there's often so much joy along the way where people go into this old uh label of oh my god i can't allow, allow joy in the process of grief you know and that is that is my yeah. biggest um what do you call it? Um purpose. <laughs> That's the word I want I wanted to use. Uh, it's part of my purpose, you know, uh, making people aware that everything is allowed and uh nothing is just nothing in life is just sad or happy. It's all of it all the time. And we can choose what we allow in, but yeah, then then releasing that, I, re- I really love that.
1: Can I um, um can I just can I just add one please. part of there of um that came through to me. Uh, yeah. Not only purpose, but actually your gift.
0: Mm.
1: Like you yeah. have the ability to help Thank people you. find the joy. I take that. The joy <laughs> in the grief and to the celebration. And because uh, yeah. not everyone's journey is the same as yours, right? Like, so I teach people my journey, which is very different. I very much wasn't ready for joy at an earlier stage yeah. as what you were, but there's a reason yeah. for that, right? And. uh yeah. Yeah. So I'll let you keep asking yeah. the questions. Now.
0: No, that's fine. <laughs> we actually, we're actually already um, past a half an hour and I said, it's up too fine when we got over because I, I just really didn't want to stop the conversation there. But uh, before we conclude this uh, interview here today, and I, I'm fairly certain I'm going to have you back hopefully in a few months or so, we can chat further and a little bit deeper as well. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd love to bring it back to you to conclude this conversation. You know, is there anything in particular, um, apart from how people can actually find you, because we'll be sharing these links underneath the interview. So don't worry, you'll get all the details, how to connect with Ian. He'll be sharing all his websites or social media links, whatever you want to share. Um, But is there anything that you would like to highlight or leave people with before we conclude this here?
1: Yeah, I would just say be patient with yourself on the journey because there's so much expectation external expectation Mm -hmm. and wherever you're up to is okay and making peace with that is going to be part of helping you to move forward Uh, i look at it like this the the early stages of grief there's a lot of support Mm -hmm. but then everyone everyone goes back to their day-to-day life and then you go into the drifting stage where you're like now what and that can last mm. six weeks or it can last six years. And for me, it was six yeah. years and just drifting. I wanted to change, but I didn't know how. Mm. And the hack to speed that up is you have to reach out and ask questions to people. Now, yeah, early right. days in my coaching journey, I felt uncomfortable saying this, but it's like, no, it's like, it's so true. It's why mm. I have a, a team of people that I can rely on at any different time yeah. from going through this. I know who I need to contact and they can help me. Mm-hmm. And so if you're at that point, you're in the drifting stage and and you are ready or you're kind of contemplating it then speak out to someone, speak out to Maria, yeah. speak out to me, speak out to someone else that you're aligned with. it, And that's really important. Yeah. That someone that actually is talking your language and that their story makes sense yeah. to you.
0: Exactly that. I love that. Thank Open you. up the conversation. Somebody That speaks your language. So yeah. important.
1: Yeah. Well, I've worked with coaches that were probably the wrong fit. And uh, so nice. having someone that's on the same page is so important. And um talking it out like being able to talk and if you're not ready to talk it out get a pen get a bit of paper and write those letters of forgiveness uh, if it helps burn them as a as a release or Mm -hmm. just start writing in a journal whatever it is which will allow you to uh take the step when you are ready
0: Thank you so much. And I really, I really love that. And, uh, you know, it was the other day I was actually at a point where so much was bubbling up for me, like another layer of a, of a, healing part that, you know, when you think you're done and then there's this next layer and it hits you and you're like, Whoa, where did that come from? And I, uh, my coach actually said to me, did you journal? And I said, no, it was coming so fast. I would have. And he said, just use your uh, audio next time. I'm like, so simple. Thank you so much. Yeah. I really needed to hear that. And I thought, it makes so much sense because my brain is sometimes in so much overload and it goes so fast. So I'm like, next time I use the audio and just. Yeah, (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if 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 you're that way inclined, the the Otter app is great because it will record the audio and, and transcribe it together as well. So.
0: Perfect. Perfect. I love that. Little recommendation here. Ian, it was such an honor and such a pleasure to have you. I'm really, really happy that we could have this interview. And I'd really love to have you back for a bit more depth and a bit more to share here. And uh, I love having people come back after interviews that, you know, where we have so much in common. And I'm really quite honored that we are connected now. So, as I said, Ian will be sharing all these links where you can get in touch with him thank you so much for your time for being here today and uh yeah have a beautiful day everyone
1: you're welcome thank you for having me
0: (laughs) thank you for listening to our podcast if you enjoyed the show and you would like to find out more about loving life after loss please visit marielessi.com i shall see you next week bye